Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. A quick word from our sponsor, Raw Vibe Designs. We are thrilled that Raw Vibe Designs is a sponsor of the Thrive Podcast. We love their beautiful jewelry, especially the triangle tripod necklace. I have one. Gar's daughter has one. My kids love them. You've got to check it out. Go to www.raw-vibe.com. Use coupon code THRIVE to get a 10% discount with free shipping. And of course, we'll put the link in the podcast notes. Hey, I'm Garth Callahan. I am a six-time cancer survivor. But more importantly, I am the original Napkin Notes dad. I've been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten. I'm Dara Kurtz, author of Crush Cancer, the book I needed when I heard those terrifying words, you have cancer, and creator of the blog, Crazy Perfect Life. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. You know, Dara, I I don't know. I, I know that I've never told you this, but every time I introduce myself, I get like a little chill down my spine. It, this is so surreal to actually like be doing a podcast and... Like I, I, I it's love so fun. It's it, so fun. It is. It's, it's really fun. And, and we talk about some really important things and some not so important things. And it's just, I'm, I'm really having a blast doing this. And I want to thank you for pushing me so hard to get my butt off of the chair and up to the microphone. And by pushing you so hard, I basically sent you a text that said, Hey, I think we need to do our <laughs> podcast. And you were like, okay. <laughs> well, so you were definitely the impetus there. And yeah. so, you know, yeah. also this time when I was reading the intro, and, and I actually probably need to ask my doctors this, I, I changed it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. And, you know, yes. today's podcast is not going to be about cancer. So I'm not going to talk for more than like two seconds about this. But I, I switched it from I'm a five-time cancer survivor to six-time. And I think that I need to just stop counting because especially for the past four years, all of this cancer has been just there, right? So I, I it's not like I've had a diagnosis, I've gotten cured, a diagnosis, I've gotten cured or, or whatever. So I'm just going to say cancer survivor from now on. But you know what? I want you to focus on that because you are a survivor. And Garth, you are literally like such a thriver I mean, you, if, if there's a definition of a cancer thriver, it's Garth Callahan. So it is an honor for me to get to do this podcast with you. Such an inspiration to not only all of your followers and our listeners, but to me. And so thank you. But we're going to switch now because this episode is all about our kids. Our daughter's yeah. going to college. So Garth and I each have, I have two daughters. Garth has one daughter and our, his daughter, Emma, and my daughter, Zoe, they're going to college. They're freshman college students. And so um, there's a lot of feelings that come when your daughter graduates from high school and goes to college. And so we're going to be really talking about these feelings and all that this experience brings in this episode. So maybe grab a Kleenex or two. <laughs> I, don't, I, I hope that it's not I'm like not actually that. Sad, but I want, I'm actually <clears throat> curious, Garth, because I'm, and we're going to get to how I'm feeling because I, I'm really curious to know how you're feeling about this. We really haven't talked about it. 
Yeah. So here's, here's the, the one thing that I want to say, especially as we go into this conversation, although I am very emotional about this situation, this is a situation that applies to everybody broadly. So not everybody necessarily has a child going off to college. Not everybody has a daughter that goes off to college, but everybody has serious transition in their lives. And in some cases, that transition involves a perceived loss, right? So in many cases, and in my case, I have one child. So, you know, she's going off to college and that could absolutely be perceived as a loss, right? Suddenly, Lisa and I are empty. I hate the, I hate the term empty nesters. Because there's still a lot to do in the nest. Uh, <laughs> but that is, you know, I, I think that when people really start to lose sight of what is it truly a loss, that's when they start to kind of have, have bad or sad thoughts and, and it can spiral out of control sometimes. Well, and everyone deals with change in a different way. So there's no doubt about it. Having a child move out of the house is a change, a big change. And so a lot of it stems from how do you handle transitions? How do you move forward when your family or is going through a change or you're experiencing any kind of change? Does it really hit you hard or do you look at it maybe like we can so many other issues, glass half full? There's there's something I read about the the whole glass half full thing that that I really appreciate and I think it applies to this and it is um, if you think your glass is half full or half empty you've missed the point <laughs> the glass yeah. is refillable ah oh, I love that so much <laughs> and, yeah yeah but it's true it's right? so true so let, I have to ask you because again you know we've we've known each other for a couple of years but. We there are definite topics that we haven't necessarily covered because it hasn't been time or hasn't come up. How do you think I deal with change? I think you deal really well with change. I think that you are someone that maybe sit, step takes a step backwards, takes a deep breath, gives yourself a little bit of space to kind of say, okay, this is a change. I might not love it, and then you you put on your battle clothes and you say, you know what, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to do the best I can. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And I just think you're you're a really positive person and that you attack whatever type of change it is in a very positive manner. You know, that's absolutely true for big change or hard okay. change. Okay. Okay. So for little changes? Like like, like if, if I come home and there's a different throw pillow on the sofa. Do you freak out? I'm like, why, why did we get a new pillow? What was wrong with the old pillow? Seriously? Really? I know. I'm a freak. Well, that's kind of funny because if my husband came home and there was a different pillow on the couch, I don't even think he would notice. <laughs> I don't even know if he would like notice that there was, a, you know, that's just kind of funny. Well, and I, and part of that is for, for me that I, um, I have so much going on in my life and that I really like stability where I can have stability. I want the same iced tea. I want the same peanut butter. So you're a creature I, of habit. Absolutely, I am. When I find a shirt that I like, I buy like 20 of them. So you find comfort in what you can count on. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so what I'm, I want to control some, some things in my life that are absolutely in my control. But, and also, honestly, they're like Mickey Mouse, right? They, they don't really matter. Like truly, does it matter if, if I have the same shirt to wear every day? So the thing about our kids going to college is it's not a surprise. 
Right. You have, if it's a surprise at this point, we are both really bad parents. I mean, you have a child. You basically know that your child is going to be going through elementary school, middle school, high school, and then they're going to get to the end of that high school experience. And they're going to either they're going to take a path that more than likely is not going to be inside of your home. And and really you want that path. A hundred percent. You do yeah. not want them living at your home forever as much as there's some comfort in that. Right. Right. So, you know, I was really thinking about this before we, cause we knew that this was going to be our topic for, for the day. We and knew I this just, was going to be our topic for months. I mean, we, we've right, been talking right. about it for a while. So Garth and I were taping this podcast now, but we haven't actually, we haven't done the college drop off yet. So I just want to say that we haven't actually taken our daughters to school said goodbye, seen them in their dorm rooms. You know, we haven't actually had that moment. But I have to tell you, and I think it's because of what I went through. It's been four and a half years since I went through my breast cancer experience. I look at things very differently today. And when I approach this particular topic, I am filled with nothing but joy, Garth, about Zoe going to college. And I think the reason... It's because you know what? There was a moment there where I didn't know if I was going to see Zoe go to college. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I was just filled with such fear and sorrow and devastation about, you know, am I going to die? Am I not going to get to see my child grow and, and go to college? And so for me, this moment is such a joyful moment because I recognize that there are a lot of people out there that never get to see their kids go to college, period. And, and, and when I look at it like that, how can I feel anything but pure gratitude? You know, I, I feel the same way. When I was diagnosed that third time and my doctor started looking at me differently and speaking with me differently, I really questioned. Not only did I question whether or not I was going to make it the next year, I, I was really questioning whether or not I could make it to Emma's high school graduation and um, ultimately getting her off to college. I almost, you know, what's, what's interesting for me is that I almost this transition over summer, it's, it's almost like anticlimactical for us because, you know, that last day of school came around and it was like, oh, huh, we made it. And wow, what I didn't really think about what was next or plan what was next. And all through the last year, I'm sure you went through the same thing with the college application process. And you know, the in our house, the seemingly dragging of the feet on the essays and the financial aid applications, and did we submit this one thing, and uh, did we fill out this form? And so it was very methodical and operational, and it wasn't until Emma actually was accepted where I started to think about the emotional side of it. I have been so focused on raising Emma to become this strong, confident young woman that how could I not be excited and joyful for the opportunity for her to go out and continue that path of becoming a strong, confident young woman at college. And I am so excited because there are so many opportunities our two daughters have in front of them that, you know, frankly, we didn't even have when we were going off to college. There's just so much more out there for them. And all they have to do is, is try and grab it. Absolutely. So when you just mentioned that, I really was thinking that when you started the napkin notes, and I just want to back up for a second, for those of you who don't know, Garth put a napkin 
and his daughter's lunchbox every single day. And when he was very seriously diagnosed, he decided to go ahead and write the notes so that she would have them if something happened to him and he passed away so that there would be a note for her to have in her lunchbox. So you went and you went ahead and you wrote all the notes. And I think there were what, like 800 and some notes that you wrote? 826. Okay. So then you get through high school. You see her go through high school. And I mean, that was such an important moment for you because you did realize your dream that there was a time in your life that you really didn't think you were going to necessarily get to see her do that. And so this is a pretty exciting time for you and that you realized your dream. I mean, that was your dream. That was your goal. And so now it's kind of time to say, what's next? Not only for Emma, but what, what's next for Garth? And so, you know, I'm really excited for you. Well, and I think every parent who has this type of transition coming on, they should look at that as the opportunity. It's not yes. the, oh, my child is going off to school. I have this loss. I have this void. It's not the end. Right. You know, oh, hey, my child's going off to school. Not only is my child going to eat from the oyster of life. I don't even know if that's a metaphor. I just made it up, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, it is now. <laughs> um, but think about all of the time and effort and energy we have as parents kind of doing the operational things of, of the household, getting our children to and from places, going to, to sporting events, which I, I know I'm going to miss, but going to sporting events, that was, you know, six to eight hours a week during the seasons. Now I have six to eight hours a week to do something for myself. It's okay to look at it that way. It's okay to say, it's a change and I am excited for all that's to come for my daughter, but I'm also really excited about all that's to come for me and my relationship with my husband and your relationship with your wife and, and all that. I think like everything, it's really all how you look at it. It's really all how your attitude is. And, you know, I am going to say that John and I have purchased our season football tickets to Zoe's college. We are very well aware that when we go to the games, she might just wave to us from the distance and that's fine. We're fine with that. We just, you know, we're excited about what's to come and, and the fun and the new friends we're going to meet in that space. And we're going to give her her freedom and we're going to respect that. But it's a, it's an exciting time for our family as well. Yeah. So before we go on to what this new phase looks like and, and how we can both be successful parents and spouses and people and how our daughters can be successful students, I think Dara has a, a note from one of our other sponsors and then we'll go into what's next. Thanks, Garth. So we're so happy that the T-Spot is another sponsor of the Thrive Podcast. I love drinking tea. I drink probably five to six cups a day. And my favorite tea, the tea that I always drink, is from the T-Spot. This company was actually started by a cancer survivor. And 10% of all proceeds go towards cancer-sponsored events. And I don't know if you even knew that, Garth, but it's pretty awesome. You guys have to check out the T-Spot Go to thetspot.com, use coupon code THRIVE and get 15% off of all of your purchases every time, which is incredibly generous of the T-Spot. I am a huge tea drinker as well. And for me, I love Arnold Palmer's, which is half tea, half lemonade. And what I've found is that a regular Arnold Palmer, or I guess if I order it out or if I've made one for myself before... It's really, the flavor is too strong for me. And I was really trying to figure out why that was. 
And it's because I actually like a lot more water in my Arnold Palmer. So it's not half iced tea, half lemonade. It's like a sixth lemonade, a sixth tea or, or a third tea, and then a heck of a lot of water. That helps me keep my, my water intake up, but also I control what I put in, right? It's organic lemonade. It's organic tea. And I can also use green tea which I love that flavor combination. I'm laughing right now, Garth, because as you're saying that, you might notice that my head is down and I am texting on the phone. And I am sitting here texting Zoe because she has an appointment in like 10 minutes (laughs) and and she is not awake. (laughs) And I'm just laughing because I'm thinking, you know what? I am actually not going to have to even think about you being late to your appointments. Yeah. soon. It's it's like not going to be on my radar. <laughs> I don't know if you've given this thought, but I've kind of tried to envision what Emma's college experience is going to be like and comparing and contrasting that to what my college experience was like and what I hope and dream for her. And and what I realized as as I was doing this was that I have all of those same hopes and dreams for me. Think about a time in your life where you could actually just try anything you wanted to with no failure repercussions. If Emma wants to go try to, to, to do crew, you know, if she wants to get up at five o'clock in the morning and row on, on the lake or river, wherever they go, that's a great time in your life where you can try a lot of different things and figure out what's good for you. And now I have the time to do something like that too. You know, as an adult, especially an adult who's raising a family, you don't really get to try a lot of different things because you're responsible for raising your children, possibly bringing in the income, maintaining the household. There's a lot that goes into having children. Absolutely. When my daughter graduated from high school a couple months ago, I wrote a blog post about everything that I wanted her to know about because it was a time that I was really thinking a lot about just all that I want for her and all that I'm hoping her college experience will be. And I'll put the link to that post in the notes. But a lot of comments came back because I think a lot of people were feeling this bittersweet moment. A lot of people were really feeling really sad about the space that they were in. And so I think what we're hoping to say to you is, yes, it's a change. Yes, it is a bittersweet moment. But like everything, it's all how you look at it. And so I think what Garth and I are trying to really say is, this can be an exciting time for you as well. You don't have to focus on the sadness that the change might bring. You can look at it as an opportunity to kind of grow yourself. If I could offer any advice to an incoming freshman or to a parent of an incoming freshman that, you know, kind of has more time on their hands is take the opportunity to use this as a buffet opportunity, right? So you go to the same restaurants, you always get the same things or similar things. But what if suddenly you went to a brand new restaurant that had a buffet, you're not a buffet person, but it's here in front of you. And what would you do? Well, you'd probably walk through and try a little bit of everything. And so, and, yeah, I, I, that's I love that. And so I don't I personally don't know what I'm going to be trying myself. I know I recently changed gyms. One of the reasons why I changed is that this new gym has more opportunities for me. They have racquetball, which I used to play avidly when I was younger. They have a swimming pool so I can get back into swimming. I actually was on my high school swim team way back in in the day, back when swimming was really not a sport. And so there are some opportunities that I have in the gym. There are some opportunities I have within my church family. 
to go do some extra volunteering. My church has so many ministries that I can't even begin to count how many. I don't even think the church can count either because there are so many side ministries that they just kind of meet there casually and they're not official. And it's anything from making prayer shawls to there's a letter writing ministry. They actually come in and just write letters to people who need hope. There's a ministry that is, it's the funeral ministry. I mean, I know that doesn't sound very glamorous, but they're in charge of making sure that everything that can be done to help a family with a death in the family, that the church does everything they can do to help. They have all of these opportunities and there are other opportunities that I have. You know, I could go join the Kiwanis Club or I could maybe become a big brother, big sister person or who knows what. Maybe I could start a podcast. You don't even know. You don't even know. You can't start a podcast because you already have a podcast. But (laughs) That was a a suggestion to the listeners. But you don't even know all the cool things that you're going to do. Because you can't even think about them right now because they haven't even come to your mind. And so exactly. you're, you're giving yourself the freedom to intentionally think about how you want to spend your time. And part of that, too, is, you know, we talked about this in one of our recent podcasts. I'm not going to be haphazard about it. I'm not going to wait for the opportunities to kind of land on my lap. I'm going to sit down And I have this journal and I'm going to write out all of the things that I think that might be cool things for me, but leave lots of blank space. Oh, I love that. It's so exciting. And then also actually purposely there, the cool thing about this journal that I'm using is that there is a place at the end of each week where you actually write down, here's the habit that I wanted to develop. And here are how many times that I did it. Mm, Nice. Right. So, you know, you and I have talked about the fact that I need to meditate more and I don't, I'm not a very good meditator. If you want to meditate, you have to decide that you want to. Right. By using this, I can say, Hey, you know what? I said I wanted to meditate. I only did it twice. So then I have to evaluate, is this something I really want to do? Or is this something that maybe I actually don't want to do and I can cross off my list? Right. Absolutely. That's, and that's, that's like the buffet attitude, right? You, you pick up this, whatever green and purple crap and it turns out to actually be yucky, you don't have to finish it. Yeah, you can give yourself permission to be like, hey, I tried it and guess what? I'm not into green and purple yucky things and moving on. So, you know, that actually leads me into the napkin note quote for the week. Ooh, okay. Uh, You know, one of the things that I absolutely love about this podcast, Dara, and you don't know this about it, is that it forces me to go back and look at different napkin notes that I've written in the past because I always choose a note that I've already written to Emma. So when you go back and do that, can you remember where you were in your life when you wrote that note? Like, do you actually remember like, oh, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do. It, I know exactly what you're saying. Does it bring you back to the feeling of where your family was or what y'all were going through or that time when you wrote that note? Well, and I'm going to answer answer your question with a question. Okay. Do you know how many notes I've written? (laughs) (laughs) That is true. But I mean, I also really know you. And so I don't know. I feel like there are many notes that I I know exactly when I wrote it and I know why I wrote it. And then there are some notes like this one. You're like, oh, this is good. I didn't know I did. Right. It was like, oh, this was really good advice. Why did I write it this particular day? And in this note, I wrote in the spring of 2015. I know I thought back what was going on in my life or Emma's life that kind of spurred me to write this. And I can't remember. I can't really think of a reason. But I think it's perfect for both our daughters going off to college and us as parents. If you don't try, your chance of success will be zero. Start, try, and do all come before succeed. 
good things for us all to remember and remind ourselves of. It's so easy to look at someone and be like, oh my gosh, she's so great at blah, 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 blah. But you, we forget that you don't just start being great at whatever it is. You have to start. You have to try. Right. And there's always a learning process for everybody. You know, I, I, I was reading about, I think it was Mozart. I read a lot of things, so sometimes I can't remember all of the exact details, but it was an incredibly talented and popular composer. And what I didn't realize is that that composer, and I'm pretty sure it was Mozart, wrote like some really bad things for a long time. And it wasn't until that one, you know, that one piece that kind of worked for him and that all of the other pieces after that were able to kind of fall into place. And he spent years being awful. But we don't think about that. We don't. We look at the success. We, you know, and because who wants to buy the recording of his crap? Right? <laughs> I mean, nobody even bothers to make it. There's no symphony that bothers to play it. But Such if we a had, good point. Right. If we had a record of that, it might be interesting for us to be able to go back and say, look at the stuff that he wrote. Can you believe how bad he was? And we could actually see his growth and his improvement. We could see him going from point A to point B instead of just focusing on point B. Right. I'm sure there's there's some doctor candidate. He's going for his doctorate in, in music theory that has done that. Oh, I'm sure. But And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important to track your progress when you are trying something new. In a non-judgmental manner. Absolutely, right? So when I write in this journal, nobody else is going to see it, right? It's just for me. It's a way for, one, number one, for me to hold myself accountable, but number two, also for me to be able to say, hey, you know what? I've actually, I've come a long way in this, or I've done a really good job. I do the same thing at the gym. When I go, I actually record on their computer what I've done for my workout. And what the system does is it tells me what I should do for my next workout. So it's recording my successes or my not so successes, and it's helping me adjust my workout. So if it says, Garth, you should do 30 of these and I can only do 24, the next time it's not going to ask me to do 36. It's going to say, hey, you can only do 24. Maybe let's try for 28 the next time. And that applies to everything. Such such good points because I think it's so easy for us to think, okay, our kids are leaving. It's the end, but it's not the end. It's a new beginning. Right. And, it, and, and there are so many opportunities that are out there. You have to take advantage of those opportunities. Nobody's going to do it for you. Right. Nobody's doing it for you. And you have to not be afraid of trying something new. You know, I, I get this a lot. And so I'm going to turn it into something else because I know that I've talked about people who come up to me and, and ask how they can become an author. You know, what if somebody came up to me and said, hey, Garth, I want to own a food truck. My burning passion is to be a food truck guy. And I don't know the first thing about how to be a food truck guy. And I bet that that person doesn't either. I think that if we sat down for 15 minutes at a Starbucks and had a cup of coffee together, we might be able to come up with the first two or three steps you need and then come up with what it looks like in the end. And then all we have to do is fill in the middle. I mean, Dara, you and I have done that before with podcasting, with your blog, with your website. I mean, how many times have we sat down together in person and suddenly it's like three hours later and we both have pages of notes about things that we should be doing? Yeah, things that we're really excited about doing. Right. That we didn't even think about before because that's what's so fun about once you allow yourself to get in that space of anything is possible. I can do anything. All I have to do is let myself try. And what's the worst that can happen? 
I reevaluate it. It's not working or I tweak it or I figure it out or I decide, you know what, this isn't for me. But let yourself into that space where anything is possible. And once you start to have that mindset and once you start to move forward as you travel through your life, it just opens up. It, it just brings so much fun and joy into your life. It, and, and this really is the time for, for both of us, for both generations to experience yeah some fun and joy because not our that we kid, haven't been experiencing fun and joy all along because of course we have but maybe a little bit more fun and joy <laughs> right so our well, daughters are going off they're yeah. going to get some personal freedom yes and, yeah. and hopefully they'll learn that with that personal freedom also comes personal responsibility absolutely but as i'm as i'm looking at my clock and i'm noticing <laughs> that my kid still hasn't come downstairs to go to this appointment that she is now late to but you know what i'm not going to micromanage her because she has to have accountability at the, at the end of the day, you know what? But also, Garth, I'm kind of laughing because I have another daughter. My youngest daughter is soon to be 16. And let me just tell you, she's not very excited about John and I turning all of, in her mind, all of our attention and focus onto her. <laughs> let me just tell you, she actually is kind of like, please don't, please don't just focus on me all the time because that wouldn't be fair to her. Well, it, it wouldn't. And, and I can absolutely see where she has that, where that thought has crept into her head. But it also, from a certain point of view, she probably isn't thinking about the fact that you and John have some time shifts that are going to be going on, right? So you still have a dog to pay attention to. You still have the households to pay attention to. You still have your work lives to pay attention to. And you have this new college parent life that's going to be new and fresh and exciting to pay attention to. Going to the football games and going to the parent weekends and going to whatever. I mean, I know that Lisa's already planned. Okay, so Emma's coming home for this weekend and then we, we have parents weekend and then she's coming home for a birthday because it's a long weekend at school and then Thanksgiving. I mean, Lisa's already planning the next sets of milestones that we can have with Emma. And she's also thinking about what are the things that we can be doing. So your youngest daughter isn't necessarily seeing that. Maybe you just need to... No, what she's seeing is, <laughs> oh, great. I'm getting all the attention. I mean, that's what, you know, she's just kind of being sarcastic, but you know, it, so I, I can see how that can happen. I mean, I can see how if one of your kids goes off to school and then you don't really think, oh, I now have more time to kind of go into that space where I can grow myself. And instead you just kind of channel all that energy time space on to that second younger child. I mean, I don't want to smother the kid. Wouldn't it be great if she just had that unbridled enthusiasm of our dogs though? Yeah, right. Yay, attention. Yay. I know, right? <laughs> so, um Hey, look at me, mom. <laughs> it's it's time for our thriving tip. And if you're new to the podcast, the thriving tip is a little nugget of wisdom that we like to give you in addition to all of the wonderful little nuggets of wisdom you've gotten throughout listening to this podcast. But today we wanted to really focus the thriving tip on a tip for specifically someone going off to college. And so Here's my thriving tip to my daughter, Zoe, and I read about this in that blog post, which is go to college and be yourself. Let yourself be yourself. Don't try to impress anyone. Don't put on airs. Don't try to be someone you're not. Embrace who you are. Let yourself figure out exactly who that is and be your amazing, awesome self and find your people who love you for who you are. Right. And this, that, yeah. Sorry. 
this is a great time for, and I know that I did this when I went to college, mostly because I grew up in a really small town and suddenly college was a, you know, nobody knew who I was. Right. It's so, in the beginning. Right. I could actually not just be myself, but I could create myself, right? Hey, here's something that I never thought about trying or never thought about doing or never thought about being, I'm going to go ahead and try to add this to my personality or to my skill set and see if it's the right thing for me. So I love how you say that. And it kind of reminded me, and this is goes a little deeper to what I just said, which is don't create the person you think other people want you to be. Create the person you want to be. Let yourself, give yourself that freedom, that space to really figure out who you are and be yourself. You know, it's exhausting to try to put on airs and try to impress other people and try to be the right person or act the right way. Let yourself, give yourself that freedom to figure out really who you are and find your people, the people who love you unconditionally for who you really are. You know, I love that. I mean, it, it warms my heart when I think about our kids going off and really embracing that experience and being able to do what they want to do and be who they want to be and really, really become adults at this point. And it, it's just amazing to me. I Adults who get to appointments on time. <laughs> so, uh, Dara, have you ever, you know, been late to an appointment? Oh, no, Garth. I'm never late to appointments. Okay, well, see, there you go. Maybe, maybe Wait, this is your are daughter. You saying, are you saying that I'm late to coffee dates? No, I'm... Are you I, I implying? Just, are you no, implying? <laughs> No, I I was just asking if, you know, maybe at your age, is it, you know, have you ever been late to an appointment? Now, granted, you know, I have, I, know. I have, I have lower expectations for 18 year olds getting to appointments than I do, which is the same reason why I would be texting Emma as well. So I, I want to quickly go over two things before we go. One is easy. It's, it's a quote some, a friend of mine sent to me. And I hope that Emma actually doesn't listen to this episode because it, it kind of made me come up with an idea. So my friend, Jim Murray, hey, Jim, was, uh at a conference recently and he sent me a screenshot of one of the presentation slides and it was there are two lasting bequests we can give our children one is roots the other is wings mm, beautiful. And, that, and that's a quote by uh holding uh, sorry hotting carter carter jr he sent it to me basically with uh hey garth i know that you've done this kudos to you as a parent and as i was reading this i thought you know i'm kind of struggling with how i continue on that napkin note tradition with emma her being two hours away and and oh by the way she can't even get mail right for her to get real letters she has to rent a p.o box in town she can get packages but not a letter that's and because I, people don't really write letters that much anymore because they can text or email i mean that yeah, is probably why let's not open up that can of worms okay. because the podcast will be two hours at this point okay, uh, okay. um but <laughs> As I was thinking about this, I, I really thought, here's another way for me to connect with Emma secretly or surprisingly. When we bring her out there, I'm going to find a local restaurant that serves chicken wings. I know Dara's shuddering, right? But both Emma and I love buffalo wings. Um, it is what it is, Dara. You just have to let that one go. But I'm going to have them. I'm going to set up an account with them so that they can deliver her wings and carrot sticks, roots and wings. Oh, wow. And I'm going to leave a handful of pre-written notes oh, with guard. this restaurant so that they can put it in the package, right? So I'll have to talk to a manager, obviously, so that they don't mess this up. But Oh, I think that's this is all very doable. Yeah, yeah. Easy peasy. 
Um, I love that. So the the other thing that I, I wanted to kind of... Wow, I hope Zoe's not listening to this because <laughs> I'm going to have to get my game face on. <laughs> yeah, but so you guys... But you, so no, like, I'll come you up guys, with my own thing. Yeah. Right. You're going to do your own thing and you've, uh, you're have you a step ahead of us in that you've already gotten your season tickets for football. I don't think... Lisa and I are not that type of people. That just we'll means go to I, a game or so. That just means I'm going to stalk my daughter. I mean, really, right. if we really analyze this, that just means that I already know on my calendar... When you're going, yeah. The weekends that I will be in proximity to potentially hug my daughter. Well, so the other thing that I, I wanted to share was there was an experiment I did a couple of months ago, and I sent out a request to the napkin notes community to write a napkin note for Emma's high school graduation. And a couple of other people really grabbed onto that idea and within their own community did the same thing. We received hundreds mm. of notes. That's amazing. Hundreds. More than I wrote to her this year, even. Wow. I received a handful as well. Um, mm -hmm. I received a couple hundred too. So and, awesome. Well, the reason why I did this, and I haven't even had a chance to sit down and talk to Emma about it. We opened all of the notes on Father's Day. We purposely waited. It was a high school graduation and graduation week was just so chaotic. It wasn't going to happen then. So Father's Day was shortly after graduation and we sat down and we opened up and read all of the notes. The reason why I did this and what I hope that our daughters can understand is that I wanted Emma to realize how many people in her life are there to support her success and that there is absolutely no reason to fail if she wants to succeed at something. That there is always going to be somebody there who's not dad that is willing to help out. Maybe she's struggling with a particular math class. You know, she should go to the TA. She should go to the professor. Get a, a tutor. But there are so many people that are willing to support her success and people that she doesn't even know yet. And I hope that our daughters understand that everybody around them is there to help them be successful. And it's okay to ask for help. And I hope our listeners actually take that personally as well, that if you're struggling with something, if you find yourself feeling like you don't know what to do, or you maybe need a little bit of extra help from someone, let this serve as a reminder to you also that it's okay to ask for help. Right. There, you know, how many times have you raised your hand in your community and said, I need help with something? And, you know, a dozen people suddenly come out of the woodwork and they're like, oh, Dara, I'd love to help you with this. You just have to ask. Right. You have to be vulnerable and yes. open yourself up to that. That's hard, but it's okay. It is absolutely okay. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Thrive Podcast. We would love it so much if you would subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends. We would love it if you would take the time to let your friends know about our podcast. I'm Dara Kurtz, author of Crush Cancer and creator of CrazyPerfectLife.com. And I'm Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad. You can find me on my website at NapkinNotesDad.com. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created by Dara Kurtz of Crazy Perfect Life and Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad, with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.